So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Hey guys, welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 68 and three quarters. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth, and joining me as always is my co-host, Thomas Williams. What's going on? Nothing much, man. I got uh, my microwaved coffee in hand, and I'm ready to uh, to get mad. To get mad. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, so Thomas and I were having some audio issues at the beginning of the episode. Shocker. And uh, we just spent the last half an hour ranting about people on the internet, and here we are. So <laughs> Don't call, you're just you're just starting off with that. Well, because I'm frustrated. I'm like, lit, so backstory. That'll be on our our bonus uh, Patreon. Yeah, that'll be on the Patreon episode where. Oh my god. We call we out your pay- we call out your favorite Leafs Twitter person and and call them out on their bullshit. Yeah, it'll be great. You'll love it. Um. But if yeah, we had I, a Patreon. We we get in trouble for people like leaking what we said. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like because it it'd yeah. just be all like complaining and yeah, and we'll have to throw like the snitch tweets will be blocked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no snitch tagging, motherfucker. I love that shit. Um, yeah, and then we'll get like the uh, asterisk treatment. It'll be like you won't believe what T asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, H asterisk <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, no, it's it's honestly fine. It's just we love we love everyone. That's what we're saying. I love most people, but the people I don't like, there's like a genuine disdain for them, and I want to work and through the, it. But here we are. And the people that listen to this would like understand and agree with us. Hundred percent. The people that are in our little clique, they would uh, they would absolutely get yeah. it. It's, this is basically just friends and family that actually listen. Yeah, shout out to my mom. What's up, mom? Um, but uh, she she didn't listen because Carter's not here. Right. Well, and thank you for bringing that up. Carter is at the cottage. Segway. Um, like the good hoser that he is. Um, I actually just got back from the cottage, which is why I'm a little little ramped up a little bit here. Uh, Robin and I went away for a few days up to our cottage in Bomb Beach, and. It was just really hot and gross. the The weather was was very warm, uh, which is normally good. But you know when you've got like this combination of both, like you've been sweating like a pig all day, and then at nighttime when you get the barbecue fired up, you got to put bug spray all over yourself, and then oh one fluid kind of combines with the other, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, uh, you just feel like you just feel so like greasy. Oh, like, so gross. And just like I am like wet all over. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> and uh and juicy. Okay. And and just like pouring out. These adjectives are are killing me here. Yeah, it's just it's uncomfortable and it's weird and then of course like, you know, you try and cool off with like, you know, we got like a few fans and stuff in the cottage to cool off a little bit and then that kind of just makes it like worse. Like totally offside. Yeah. What do you mean? A few fans. A few fans. A few fans. Yeah. 
we love to you um but uh well, we haven't had him on the podcast yet too. we will soon i've i mean we've talked to him about it before we just gotta make the make the effort and uh you know set up the zoom call anyways what were you talking about the fans so yeah i just think that sometimes the fans they like you know you, you got the fans blowing on you and it's just ugh, it's just gross it's just not a not a great yeah i don't know i'm listen i'm, I'm happy to be but back but yeah and it's also just like like i went camping recently and it was that experience too where it's like the first night like we got there on a thursday we left on a sunday and it was like the first day was so hot, but we got there late enough that it kind of cooled down, but it's still, like, muggy. And yeah. then, like, Friday we woke up, and it was like, I am feel just so gross. Like, there's, I was just lying on, like, a sleeping bag on top, and I was like, I just want to die right now. Like, it's just like, yeah, I just need to get out. And, of course, the showers are closed at the campsites. Right. That's exactly. So I didn't shower for like five days. But see, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I also think that like this is an issue that we run into as adults because like when you're a Not kid, showering? you just ju- you just jump in the lake oh. and like who gives a shit, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, well that too. Like when you were a kid, you could go days without showering. As an adult, <laughs> if I go like a day and a half without showering you know it's it's not a good situation so see i feel like um i think i don't know why this randomly came up too it was probably because like oh this is gonna be a very weird segue and topic to switch to I lo- but please i, I beg you so begging when you. i was when i was in high school i really cared i was like the typical like trying to be seen kid this is the it was oh, in yeah. the eight it was in like 2010 like it's it was okay uh okay so can just i need to interject here you trying to be a scene kid in 2010 uh knowing where like carter and i were in 2010 because we're you know like your big brothers yeah. uh what does being seen in 2010 look and feel well like? okay i didn't go all the way but i was basically like i saw kids older in my high school that were really cool um yeah some guys that i know if i'm not mistaken guys that like i played in bands with growing up wait like who right uh well, well i know what one guy uh that i actually used to play in a band with uh, trevor who you might know because he was oh, yeah. in he's in heartless now yeah and his friend matt who's also in heartless the other guitar player was like yeah the coolest kid in school he had like really long hair wore girls jeans so i i, I mean, wore my sister's jeans okay and, like and tried to straighten my hair because my hair is like curly and yeah. like it just looked like a rat's nest but because of that and this is the point i was getting to i like shampooed and like washed my hair every day okay. which is apparently really bad for it this is what i, I get told um that's right this it is, is, this is a hockey podcast by the way um yeah but, but yeah you're gonna segue to one of our sponsors <laughs> manscaped and right yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, I started, I mean, not something that I would do, but I also use a shampoo with tea tree oil, uh, because my wife buys it and she doesn't know I use it because it's expensive. It's all about, it's all about getting the shampoo without sulfates or, uh, like silicone. Yep. Can't have that. Or, uh, yeah. And sometimes you can get soap and stuff with caffeine in them. So it like wakes you up, I think. (laughs) 
I don't know the math on How that. that I don't know. I think it like the goes math? into your your pores or something. I don't really know. Man. But like, I kind of hear what you're saying about like you know uh, the the whole girl gene thing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, as most of you know, I uh, was very involved in the music scene growing up, and I uh, I think I bought girl pants once from garage uh and my aesthetic growing up was kind of all over the place until i got to about like grade 11 right um yeah that's kind of where you kind of you kind of get your shit together a little bit i have like year by year of like my different like style books oh yeah what i looked like it was it was grade by grade like it was like first year was like devil wears prada neon t-shirt with like okay. black black skinny jeans osiris shirts Osi- here. okay <laughs> or yeah, osiris it, shoes i mean osiris shoes. yeah and then it was like grade 10 was like plaid shirt but like still long hair kind of straightened with like girls jeans yeah and then grade 11 i was like fuck that and then i went to valley village every day bought like a grandpa sweater oh, shaved yeah. my head to a mullet Okay. And, uh, oh, what was that band? Fuck. You might know because they're from Lindsay. Oh, I probably know them. I've played many. Here, let me put it to you. Let me put it to you this way, big guy. One of the bands that I was in, um, like most recently before I kind of took a little bit of of a sabbatical for music, one of our mosh calls was yelling Scoogog. So. Yes, I'm familiar with the region. Yes, I'm familiar with There's, the region. I remember one, they had a music video, and I remember watching it, and the singer had a mullet. Like, shaved sides of the head and just let it go. Oh, man. Were they like a like a deathcore band? Kinda. But they're there more like, a, they like yeah. played with Longshot a lot, like that band in Ajax. Oh, dude. Yo, Longshot Kurt, Cuff- oh, my Kurt Cuffey, my guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, so he's sick. A, Is he still doing photography and stuff? I don't know. He's a great dude, though. He, um, yeah, he like, just such a great dude. Well, I have like, and then good things to say about that guy. And then Dan, who was part of that band, I became friends with through like just being in Whippy and stuff. And um, yeah, and then yeah, now he's in Millspec, which like they're doing. Yeah, they're huge. Crazy. My my guys, Millspec. Yeah. Um yeah, Dan's a great dude. All, like a lot of those guys, they're all they're all really good dudes out from that way. Um this is gonna appeal to like a very, very small sect of <laughs> like, our fans, but like Tim Waugh's gonna be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I love yeah. Well, and that's like kind of the crazy thing is that like there is this weird almost kind of crossroads between playing in that kind of music, like punk hardcore pop punk metal whatever and it's crossroads to hockey uh and baseball and basketball but like usually kind of sticks within those sports i think it is a special relationship with hockey and i remember us talking about it way before i think it was last summer um the athletic writer we're gonna have her on oh yes and she wrote a thing oh my god i'm totally i bet Slapshot, Sanaya. Sanaya, yeah. Um, yeah. She wrote a thing uh, on, like, hockey's relationship with hardcore. And, of course, like, the famous band Slapshot. And, like, she talked to Propagandy, who are, like, huge Leafs fans. And, like, um, yeah. yeah. And there's just... She talked to. 
I think. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, and then Stefan Babcock of pop and stuff. But yeah, there's like, it's, it's just like a whole. Yeah, weird relationship. It might be, and she mentioned it in the piece where it's like could be the violence aspect of it, like the very physical nature. Yeah. Of the sport and the music and like, um, but that might be like too like going too deep into it. It might just be like the environment that both like kind of those that kind of music yeah. where it's like very Washington, Boston, New York, and those are like big hockey like East Coast stuff. Definitely. And then, and then you get some West Coast stuff, which, like, they might not be so into hockey, but they had, like, the Kings and stuff and the Ducks and whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, and then you've got, like, you know, hockey lifestyle brands like Violent Gentlemen, who were, like, very, very into, like, who the California just, and hardcore scene. Well, and, the, and Violent Gentlemen basically just steal all the designs of band shirts and just, like... <laughs> but, so... But that, like, I, that whole, like, V... Yeah. Like, hockey club being hardcore like vghc yeah like well you see that like whatever I it's guess, true yeah. yeah we should we should reach out to sanaya and see if she'd come on to talk about it because i think like there's just such significance and kind of like the correlation of the two and i mean you know i'd be i'd be lying if i said that it, it wasn't something where you know growing up playing in hardcore bands or you know playing in metal bands and I've played in bands kind of across the spectrum of different genres you know hockey was kind of the one thing that I found I found like I could kind of resonate in that fandom with other people you know what I mean where you know it's funny like my friend Craig and I Craig Blankhorn some of you guys know him you know there was always this like long-standing joke that he wanted to start a band called Hextall and be like a, a hardcore band that sang about hockey we always like i always just thought that was like the funniest thing because i don't really think that you could do like a hardcore punk metal band and not have it be of that genre because of kind of how it works together and there's even you know hockey players that are you know very entrenched into that music as well like you know we've we've joked about eric goodbranson being a big like hardcore metal guy and remember one time scrolling through his instagram page and seeing that uh you know he had pictures with like mad ball and stuff and i was like worlds collide the the hate breed lyrics didn't he have like yeah he's got hate breed lyrics tattooed (laughs) on his on his uh on his like ribs i think he's like friends with like someone in counterparts isn't he like yeah grew up together yeah he um yeah it's it's just it's really it's cool i mean i know you know as someone who you know like always loved hockey and you know there was a period of time where like to your point you kind of go through these like different phases as you grow up right and i remember um hockey was always something that was super super important in my life but then you know you were balancing oh do i go to a barry colts game or do i go to Lindsay to see a hardcore band you know what i mean like there yeah. was always that kind of like weird thing that you got to kind of balance out and you know a lot of my buddies that i played in bands with a lot of them played hockey at a high level like you know look at somebody even like carter right who you know played hockey at a pretty competitive Mm -hmm. level and you know still made time to play in bands and and stuff like that and i don't know i just i think that's it's it's cool you you go through this weird phase but you know, for me, hockey was kind of always a, a consistent thing, which which I liked about it. But yeah, you, it might also. You, and, sorry, go ahead. no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the relationship might also be like, 
the view as like an outsider that might be more of like an american feeling of like um being a hockey fan in america where you're more like this is my community i have my own like i'm not one of the big sports right I'm not into that where it's like and then it's kind of the same feeling with hardcore and like i'm oh i'm different i'm like yeah and it's not in that like egotistical way of like oh i'm different whatever but it could also be just like the relationship of wanting something different than everyone else is into yeah that's that's definitely part of it um yeah no i would totally agree with that and you know like a lot of bands use like hockey imagery and and um you know they they kind of like lean into the canadiana side of things which i I, I still have that like have heart shirt where it's like oh boston was it like stage dives are better in boston and it's like bobby Orr. oh yeah 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 whatever yeah but or even you know like slap shot's a great example like geo such this huge boston straight edge band from you know from boston obviously but like (laughs) tying in the the bruins um you know kind of archetype and being like these you know big kind of brawling Bruins and then like kind of mixing in that imagery right like it kind of kind of works well that way but um yeah I mean there was you know I remember even just like playing in bands and stuff growing up like um just having the opportunity to play in different bands and you know do a little bit of touring like we we toured across Canada uh in a, a hardcore band that I joined kind of towards the end of the band and you go to a city and you know you you kind of like resonate with people it's kind of a weird story but years and years and years ago i think it was in 2009 2010 um i joined a band called substance and they were going on a cross canada tour and their vocalist fell ill after they got back from the east coast and they needed somebody to go with them on the west coast um, and I was friends with them growing up and, and, and all of that stuff. So I ended up taking over for the vocalist and was like a fill-in guy mm-hmm. uh, as they went across the West Coast. And we actually were in a place, uh, so, so we got all the way across and, you know, we, we played in Winnipeg and, you know, you, you've got that comeback kid Winnipeg Jets shirt. Uh, and that's always kind of like a, a place where you can kind of kick things off with a stranger, like, oh, they like the same music as me, but yeah, they're probably Jets fans, you know? Like, you can kind of chat with them about that a little bit, right? Yeah. And I know um, we got, uh, we, we were on our way to a big festival in Vancouver, and our our van broke down in the mountains uh, just outside of a place called West Bank, uh, which is, like, right near Kelowna. And we were kind of down on our luck, like typical struggling musicians, no money. We didn't have a place to stay. So we were sleeping in our van until we could get it fixed outside of a Tim Hortons uh, in, in West Bank. And we ended up running into these uh, these guys who a couple of them were wearing Kelowna Rockets hats, but then band T-shirts. So I was like, oh, my God, like we are one in the same, you know, and, and I'd go over and I'd shoot the shit with them and stuff. And back then, um, I used to, every time we played gigs, I'd always wear hockey jerseys. It was the, kind of this thing that I was into. Uh, and I always used to wear, um, this Lucic Boston Bruins jersey. Cause like I was obsessed with Lucic when I was younger <laughs> and 
it's uh, and it's weird because it's like this weird kind of commonality you have with somebody and you can be like oh you like this but you also like this make a long story short they ended up letting us crash on their couch for two days until we got our van situation sorted out and we were able to make some friends out of it so yeah it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing but like i said we should we should try and find time to get uh sanaya on and and see if maybe we can dig into that a little bit more um you know it was funny when you were talking about growing up uh and going through like different phases in high school and you were like talking about that um there is definitely a distinct timeline for when you're like really trying to figure out what kind of crowd you want to fall into growing up i don't know if if you know you've obviously felt that way but i know i remember carter in high school and he was you know the kindest dude in the world just like how he is now but he was kind of in this weird standstill of do i take music more seriously or i do do i continue to pursue hockey and he was kind of like friends with the music people or you know the people that fell into you know the, the scene that we had at our school was like a mix of like hardcore kids punk kids metal kids kids that listen to ska music uh who were the kids that i attracted myself to because those guys were great um and then you have you know like the the prototypical hockey jock dudes and yeah. he found a way to be friends with both of them uh and and kind of navigate that and it's funny because some of us don't have uh, as easy of a time i remember like it was yesterday my first day of grade nine i knew that the day was coming and uh, I mapped out my school uniform and all that shit. And in the morning, I was like, I need a song to pump me up. I'm going into grade nine. <laughs> and I just played... Uh, do you remember the band CKY? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. I just played uh, Flesh Into Gear, uh, which is like a pretty popular song of theirs. And that was my like hype-up song to get me ready for grade nine. But yeah, you go through these... like these weird phases as you grow up where like i know for myself um grade nine i was you know pretty unassuming like i uh i liked blink 182 and the transplants and rancid and you know that got me into like punk music a little bit more right as as you're kind of navigating that and uh, i remember by the time i got to grade 10 i was like fully into like the cure and i was like super into like 80s kind of synth depeche mode the smiths yeah like that kind of stuff and it was weird like through there i kind of made my way back to you know punk hardcore metal um all the while still trying to like figure myself out and you know it's funny because part of the reason i was like so ramped up and ready to record today is because the gyms are reopening. Um, they have reopened. So I've got an appointment uh, at 2.30, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, but I, growing up, like struggled with my weight a little bit and, and my weight fluctuated quite a bit. And the story I was going to tell you last night, but I wanted to save it for the podcast, was there was this period of time where um, I was really, really into Trailer Park Boys. Like I still am, but like I was really <laughs> into it. And my parents bought me these trailer park boys shirts um that were you know like had like funny like kind of sayings from the show on them so like one that i used to wear all the time was this it was this black t-shirt that had ricky on the front of it 
and he was like two smokes boys like to Corey and trevor and i used to wear this shirt all the time it was like my party shirt if i was going to a party on the weekend <laughs> that was the shirt that i wore oh, and i remember God. there was this girl who i had like the most humongous crush on and she was really into like nirvana and like a lot of grunge music that i later got into and i only really got into that music because of her and i remember at the party i walked up to her and, and started talking to her and um as somebody who's like super uncomfortable about how they look as a kid where like all of my friends were like emo scene kids that were like 120 pounds soaking wet i was like a bit of a huskier chubbier dude and she said to me one of the meanest things I've ever heard to say ever. Let me start that again. I'm a little bit triggered by it. She said one of the meanest things I've ever heard said to somebody. She looked at me and said, nice shirt. I like that. Like, where'd you get it from? And I was like, oh, uh, you know, my parents bought it for me. You know, like I'm a big fan. And I knew that she was into it too. And she just goes, yeah, no, cool. It's weird, like that shirt and like that outfit that you're wearing, it makes it look like you're wearing a snowsuit underneath your clothing. <laughs> oh my God. And I was oh. like, who the fuck says that to someone? That's so oh mean. And I just remember like basically going home and being like, that's it. I'm not this person anymore. And it just... Uh, you know then i started getting into like working out and stuff like that but anyways just like a such a weird story when you're like kind of navigating what it's like you know in high school and like what kind of clique you're gonna fall into oh, yeah. but i know we're like, completely off the rails but i needed yeah. to tell you that story because it was oh. so funny yeah it's great <laughs> so okay but yeah like when you're kind of going through that and it's kind of you get a weird i think it's more for music people than anyway like than anyone but it's like you get a weird relationship with sports. Like you're talking about with Carter earlier, like where you had to kind of pick one you right. feel, you felt. And like for me, like I took like I was into sports, but not like super like crazy. And then um, and then high school came. I got way into music and then I was like, OK, this is it. Like I just thought sports were lame for like jocks or whatever. So yeah. I didn't like because I was trying to like put myself into this mold of like this like m kid that's only into music and like different kinds of music like i was in the jazz band and stuff and obviously i pursued jazz later on and then like and then yeah. of course um all this other stuff but then like grade 11 rolled around and i think it was actually the canucks bruins final that kind of got me back into it because i remember like talking to with kids in music class and i was like oh this is okay but it was also just like more understanding it was also as i got older that like you could like whatever you want, really. Like, yeah. It's like you don't have to, like, it's not uncool to be like, oh, I watched this, like, Leafs game and then also, uh, like, went to a hard hardcore show or went to, like, went to Warp Tour where, like... Yeah, definitely. And now, now, like, sports and music are, like, such, like, one and the same right now anyway. So it's, like, it's definitely... It, it feels like that big time. Yeah, especially with hip-hop and everything, like yeah athletes going into it and like everyone has their music opinions that sports fans every uh music person you could just talk sports to and whatever if they're into it i just feel like it's it's almost like embraced so much more in the sense that you know like you're starting to see guys open up a little bit and um i know like ryan o'reilly's like a, a big time 
um, musician, like for himself, like super interested yeah. in guitar, Matt Duchesne, like guys like that. Yeah, 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 it's it's cool. And then, I mean, you see other guys finding ways to express themselves too. Like I know Mika Zibanejad, I've, I've listened to some of his like more electronic music and it's, it's weird. I mean, it, it's taken us like almost a half an hour of the podcast to get here, but I think like what makes like a lot of this kind of gel and, and, and work together is that, you know, I think when you look at a sport like hockey um, and like the aggression that kind of comes from it and, 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 you know, like a lot of that stuff, it's, it's easy to kind of segue into some of those more kind of like aggressive types of music. To me, that kind of makes sense. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, you, you, you go through all these like different things in life. And I, I know for me, like, hockey has always remained so consistent and music has always been so consistent but like it hasn't always been that way and I think you know even as you know like I turned 31 in February and I mean I would say now I'm learning more about myself over the last period of like COVID-19 and and like a lot of time to be alone and a lot of time for reflection um to to really kind of think about that stuff right um I I mean I don't well I mean I don't, I don't oh, know that this is necessarily like the place to talk about it, but I mean, um, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll talk about it. So like there, and you and I have talked about it before and, and the three of us have talked about it, but you know, the last, the last, uh, four or five years have, have been, have been kind of weird for me. Like I, I, um, you know, went through this period of time where I, um, as some of you guys may know, was straight edge for a really long time. I was straight edge for over 10 years. Uh, and that actually kind of in the same topic, like I was straight edge because I realized that I could like aggressive music and still abstain from a lot of these different things. And it was, it was cool that I had bands, you know, like Slapshot, for example, who could kind of bridge the two interests together where it's like, I can still be a hockey sports fan, uh, and and I can still you know follow this particular way of living, etc. And you know there came a time in my like late twenties where I was just really unhappy, and I went through a period of time where um, you know I had basically spent my entire life playing in bands and and playing music and and enjoying that and, and traveling all over the place doing something that I loved. And realizing that I was like kind of quickly aging myself out of it, where it was like I'd gotten engaged to Robin and it was time for me to start, you know, taking my responsibilities as an adult a little bit more seriously. And I completely left all of it behind. So I stopped being straight edge. I stopped um, being a part of, you know, that that music scene. And, and for a lot of reasons, I think, you know, reflect back and I go, it was probably the right time and, and I needed a little bit of space and a break from some of those people and, and some of the, the stuff that was involved in that. But, you know, over the course of, of the last few years and, you know, having something like the podcast as an outlet, I didn't always feel like I needed music in my life because I had the podcast and I had this outlet and this voice that I could use when I needed it. Um, but over the course of the last few months, like all I want to do now is play music again. So like you go through this period of time of, you know, thinking about 
you know, kind of the things that make you happy and, and what you want to do and how you want to grow and develop as an adult. And of course, getting married last September was a, a bit eye opening for that reason in the sense that, you know, you start to prioritize things a little bit differently. But like I told you and Carter the other day, like, you know, as soon as the COVID stuff is, you know, a little bit more lifted and it's safe to do so, like I'm trying to play music constantly. Like that's something I'm super, super uh, passionate about, but I didn't think that I could have both. And uh, it's it's nice to know that you kind of can, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Like and it's a similar feeling probably a lot of people have where like people have d- different interests in their life and you go through phases of like being more into one than the other and just kind of trying to get a grasp of like, oh, I'm secure in this position or and especially at like people in their 20s now where it's like so much just like is about trying to just stay in your career, or, like trying to find your place. And this is like going way like general broad topic of like careers and trying to establish yourself as like a working person and trying to get where your group is. But I think it's just, I I think it's a really just like a common theme that a lot of people have and whether it's sports music or anything else, like it's just finding your way and where the balance is in between everything. Well, at that, and I think an understanding, and, you know, if I could go back in time and give myself this advice, you know, 10 years ago, would would just be that, like, you're not always going to be the same person. You're not always going to like the same shit. You're not always going to, you know, unfortunately, have the same group of friends that you've had throughout your 20s, you know? Like, that's, that's not always going to be consistent. But, you know, the things that are consistent are... um you know it's it's weird it's almost like the only consistent is change right things are going to continue to change at work things are going to continue to change and evolve in your relationships and and stuff like that and i don't know i just you know i, I went through the, the last few months here and, and took like a, a a really good look in the mirror at myself and was like hey it's okay to do new things and try new things and have these new experiences you can't just live within this little bubble you know what i mean yeah, and, like, especially for, like, it take took me a while to, like, feel this way and not really regret of what I chose to do earlier in my life. Like, I chose to pursue music really hard, and that just didn't turn out because I just didn't put I either just the effort or I just, like, didn't really have a connection with it of, like, I want to, I wanted to be, like, just perform and stuff, and I just wanted to do that, but I just didn't have the drive to really practice every day for a couple hours a day like my friends were doing in in jazz school and like or i still went to like i still love the community and i still love the music but it's still like it's a different thing being going through that career and like for a while when i was like starting out doing writing and doing um more sports oriented stuff where I like I hated that like oh I chose I wasted basically like six years doing that mm-hmm. like I like I went I did four years of school the last two years of high school was pretty much all focused on music like I didn't like I basically didn't take like most of any of my classes seriously except music so I was like because I knew that I just wanted to do this and I didn't I just need to get a grade and then ace my audition and that was it yeah um, but and like I I regretted doing so much of that but now it's like okay, well, like, 
now as I go on, now I can have that interesting like connection of like a past where oh like he's that sports writer dude that like also does music and stuff, and then I can maybe turn that into like oh I can relate to musicians that are into sports more or like right like yes. and all that stuff like turn it on its head of like oh this is actually a benefit like so many people are like oh I went into sports and I'm like a lawyer also or I did law or accounting before and they're like bringing up that background where like I know shit about law like all that CBA stuff that came out recently of the agreement I was like I don't know what the hell they're talking about and like whatever yeah. and this language is so foreign to me but like I could do some other shit that are, is unique and like it's just all about like not really regretting not being perfect and doing exactly what you want to do and what you thought you wanted to do earlier on like yeah. it's fine you just like do whatever and and like accept what you did and in your past and you could always make a story about it and learn from those different experiences and have something different than someone else yeah and it's it's cool because you know your story it's 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 weird like it it sounds strange even just thinking about it but like i see a lot of your your story and like what's going on in your life and what kind of happened to me growing up and obviously having a few years on you um it's 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 really refreshing to see you coming to these conclusions at the age that you're at now. And I wish that I had come to those conclusions at your age too, looking back, like if that makes sense in the sense that, you know, there's, there's nothing cooler for me than, you know, the last few years finding ways to kind of go outside of my own comfort zone and learn something new and not have life, feel like it's kind of passing me by or like growing stagnant you know what I mean so for me like leaving leaving music because that's more or less what I did um and you know having a lot of people be like hey like you were good at this thing why did you stop doing it out of nowhere it used to really stress me out because it used to make me feel like people had these expectations for me that I wasn't ready to, to to kind of continue moving forward with but it also gave me the opportunity and and the time to reflect on like what are some new things that i want to try like if i want to have a new dream that i want to chase like how do i go about it right and i don't know like I, I've, I've said this story like a million times on the podcast but for those of you guys who haven't heard it like i really truly believe that all things in, especially in the last, you know, five to 10 years have, have been really purposeful in the sense that, um, like I've told you guys a lot of times already, Carter and I were like best friends in school. We were, we were tight. We hung out all the time at school. We had classes together, all that stuff. And there was a period of time after school where Carter went and played hockey at U of T and we both kind of went our separate ways. And I'm standing in the Bell Center um, moments, maybe 10 minutes away from proposing to my now wife, and I'm standing in the concourse grabbing a bite to eat, and I run into Carter, like out of nowhere. I haven't seen the guy in years, and I'm standing there like dumbfounded in my Kessel jersey, and he's standing there in a, I think it was a John Beliveau jersey, and we're just shooting the shit. We hadn't seen each other in all these years. And, and you know, we're talking and I, I basically am like, dude, 
this is crazy. You haven't met my girlfriend who you're about to meet when she gets out of the bathroom here. But like, I'm proposing tonight. Like the ring is in my pocket. You want to see it. (laughs) And Robin comes out and him and I take this photo, which I will dig up and, and put it on the Twitter at some point. And 10 minutes later, I go down this course of, you know, and it's different for everybody, but I know for me, I really started to feel like I was becoming an adult adult when I proposed to Robin, right? So then from that moment on, him and I are inseparable again. And it's just, it's really weird because had we not run into each other at a hockey game, the podcast wouldn't exist. Carter and I would not have gotten into coaching. We wouldn't have gotten involved in, um, you know, going to those puck talk events and and ultimately meeting you like so much of that stuff is shaped around that one moment um and and i don't know i just i'm not really a religious guy at all but you know i do believe that you know those types of things happen for a reason and i it's just it's such a, a crazy coincidence and story to me that uh that that happened and you know, from there, it's it's been great to be able to, you know, be in your in your 20s pursuing your dream, right? Like, you went to school for music, but now you're pursuing your dream of becoming a sports writer, right? When did you feel like, did you ever feel like you couldn't pursue that dream? Or did it just kind of come naturally as you were growing up? Well, I think it was just like, I don't know, like, I kind of, it was talking with people that are close to me of just like should I do this should I whatever and then I started my own blog and I was like whatever I could do this on the side and I think I'd started it uh beginning or summer of 2017 I want to say yeah and then I did that for basically six months and then I started writing or no it might have been like it might have been over Christmas 2016 started doing stuff on my own for the ha- second half of that set season then I started writing for Wings Nation 2017-18 season and then just kind of like grew from there and I knew that I wouldn't like have everything right away I knew that I had a path but I was like if worst comes to worst this just becomes a side thing and I was oh how I was like 22 at the time so I was like, I'm young enough to like, whatever, just decide if I want to do this or jump ship or whatever. Um, and yeah, like it's, it wasn't going to be like, this is my dream job, but I was like, it was really hard for me to consider putting music as like a hobby, if that makes sense. Like it was really hard to be like, okay, this isn't what I'm going to do for a living. Like I'm still teaching privately. So I still have a little bit of music and like professionally, I guess, but like, it's just, it was really hard for me to kind of accept that I'm going to become that dude that just like plays in their garage or like becomes that, become that dad that has like a jam band that's like playing like fish covers i can't i am relating to you so so strongly right now because i remember going through the same thing where i it sounds bad and and i kind of i you'll know what i mean when i when i say this part but i did for a long time resent parts of of you know playing that kind of music and writing those lyrics because 
you know, and I had this discussion with a buddy of mine fairly recently, uh, Bob, who sang uh, in the hardcore band Demolition from Barry here. And you, when you're younger and you play in like a punk or a metal band or whatever, you're so angsty about shit. You know what I mean? In the sense that oh, like, yeah. you have so much to say. And at the time, um, you know, you're so true to your convictions. And, and of course, a lot of us, you know, continue along with most of those convictions. Uh, sorry, I drink now. Um, but there was, there's this kind of moment in time where you're like, okay, so like I'm 25, let's say, and I'm, I'm not as angsty about some of the shit that I was when I was younger, and I'm having a really hard time writing a song about X, Y, Z because I don't, I don't believe in that shit anymore. Like I also, I, I also can't sit here like as a 31 year old man who writes. Like over the course of COVID, I started writing a lot again, and like I can't sit here and and write songs about the things that I'm frustrated about because they're not, they're not real. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not in a sense like, you know, this song's about betrayal and this song is about my parents don't you know understand me and I'm simplifying it, but there's a lot of those songs. Read the lyrics, you know, and and I and I don't feel like that as an adult. So there is a part for me where kind of at least what I'm getting from what you've said is you kind of age out of certain things. Where I started to feel like when I was at shows, oh, there's only this much room to mosh. Well, I'm like in my late 20s and this 16-year-old kid, I remember being that kid, let him have have the space, you know what I mean? I know it's kind of a weird way of looking at it, but there was almost this period of time where you were like, they need it more than I do, so maybe it's time that I kind of hang it up a little bit because, of course, I think... Some of those people just, you know, you're, you're like in your thirties or your forties and, and it's, it's not with everybody. That's just my opinion. But like you singing those songs and writing those things, it, it doesn't seem real to me anymore. Like I haven't heard a song about saving up to buy a house. I haven't heard a song about, you <laughs> know, like someone at the dog park. Yeah. I haven't heard a song about like, oh shit, like I got to go water my fucking grass. Like those are real <laughs> struggles for me as an adult and I can't put those songs at, like into lyrics, into words, into something that is appeasing or, or, or pleasurable to somebody, right? So I don't know. I just, I always felt like, you know, as I've had time to think on it, like I'm kind of glad that I, I, you know, it's a very, very much a part of my past and who's made me who I am today. But like a lot of that stuff is for the young kids. It's not for me anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We all change and it's like a different, sometimes harder to grow and evolve into that type of person or what you kind of want to be and the uh, this is going to be like some Gary V like fucking Joe Rogan like improve yourself bullshit but like it just takes some time like whatever to become the person that and that you want to be and just like the whatever interests you have and I know people don't listen to us for this like shit and like whatever but it's just like I don't know it's interesting to hear I guess both of our different experiences and how we both kind of come, we came to hockey in a different way and um, of where we are now. And maybe in a couple of years, it'll be totally different. Like maybe I'll just be done with this shit. Cause I'm still unemployed. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, and I, I realized I, that like sports media is like a terrible career decision, but whatever. But 
the the nice thing though is man and you know, this is something that's kind of become increasingly apparent to me you know since i started coaching and, and working in hockey a little bit is that being like 25 plus or 35 plus or however old you are having a dream and having something motivate you and excite you um is it's so 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 important to have that um at this time uh, in your life you know what i mean like for you to have this dream uh, and of working in sports and you know you've fulfilled that to a degree and i know there's still things that you want to do obviously and i look at you know myself and how coaching has landed me the opportunity to do scouting and now i have like a life goal like a life dream that i didn't have two years ago right so now you have this motivation um and this like burning desire to see something through because you've now let yourself imagine what that could be like and you're closer to your goal now than you've ever been before right so yeah it's all i i guess you're just talking about like perspective like i yeah i realized this the other day like even if it it stops right now and i'm never given another sports media job and i become like this communications person for like a fucking tech company or something i don't know um then like my experience so far like i've covered a leafs game i went to the arena i'd got to be in a scrum and stuff and like i got to be in an office full of like super creative minds of how to distribute content and how to write stuff and how to be in charge of a giant social media account and like um and just like already my experience is like people is stuff that like end goals for some people that are coming into this business and like um so it's it's kind of hard to gain that perspective and trying to be like okay even if it it's all done. I'm, like, good with where I am. Like, I could tell stories of, like, my six months of being in social media and, like, um, whatever. And it might be my, like, laissez-faire attitude of, like, whatever stuff comes my way and I'll deal with it and, like, I still want to pursue stuff. Um, but if not, then whatever works. But, uh, yeah, like, I, it's just all kind of getting that notion of that there is a path like you see your path of like i'm in the ojhl as a scout i can move up i see i see where other people have gone and how quickly they've gone there right how there's a certain path where i see like oh people have done internships and then and of course covid just fucked it all up but yeah but you and i'm not like i'm not mad about it but it's like you know you understand of like okay if i oh, I could be an intern and then maybe I could be a contributor freelancer and then maybe I'll be offered a position because like of a rep- certain reputation that I've gained there and maybe I'll become full-time staff and or a staff right. writer or become or stick to freelance, but freelance way more about like bigger publications. And yeah, like, it's just, there's a certain way that I could go about it and that you can go about it of like, well, whatever, I think, OHL I think, stuff, but you go yeah. yeah no i agree with you i think what's what's kind of nice about it is in you know this this is going to be definitely the weirdest episode we've ever recorded but oh, i think God, it's important yeah. i think it's this. they might but they might not <laughs> I, I don't care because you know what it was therapeutic in a way for me to talk about some of the stuff that i've talked about because it's been weighing on my mind for a long time and haven't always felt like i could be open about it but like it's it's true that you know all of the experience that you've got like to this point in your life 
is preparing you for whatever comes next, right? So the way that I'm trying to look at it is, you know, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to experience different things over the course of your life. You're going to fall in love. You might fall out of love. You might, you know, you might have some friends that are lifetime friends. You might have friends that, you know, are, are just kind of a pit stop in your life. But all of those experiences are just going to make you that much more prepared for that next big thing that could happen in your life, right? And I, I mean, I just... I don't know, it's weird. Like you go through this period of time when you're, you know, like in your 20s where you're like, I've got the world figured out. Like I've got it all taken care of. I know exactly who I'm going to be. I'm going to drink the same beer for the rest of my life. I'm going to have, you know, this best friend that I have now. I'm going to have them forever. Well, that might not work out the way that you expect it to. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, far be it for me and you to be like preachy or trying to give people advice that way. But it just, it seems to me that, you know, a, a lot of the opportunity that's come my way and your way and, and Carter's way and, you know, everybody's way, it, you know, it it kind of comes into our life when we're ready to handle it, if that makes sense. And I'm not sure I was always ready to face those things head on. And, and of course, you start to build things up in your head um, and, you know, that can, that can make things worse. I know you and I have talked about that before where you you're you're trying to find your way through a new interest or a new group of friends and and that can be stressful uh because you know you don't want to have any missteps along the way um and it's weird we've kind of gone full circle from me talking about how um i hate twitter and i hate the internet and now we've kind of landed back to experience and and what you've gone through to get there to to kind of cope and deal with things right yeah it's just all learning and stuff all that good shit all right well if you got through all of that (laughs) i'm hoping you did um a bit of a different type of episode uh but i thought it was important that uh thomas and i navigated our way through what started as jokes about growing up to a little bit of life advice sprinkled in along the way. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to record an actual hockey podcast now, so uh, check out the next episode of Buddy. Thanks. Bye. Bye.